When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Stretch Marks with me, Caroline Foran, and me, Sinead Moore. So today, we're talking about the good stretch. The good, the good stuff. stuff. <laughs> <Snap>. <laughs> because... We do this for a reason. We love them. It is worth it. We actually do love them. And I don't, we both don't want this show to always be talking about the really hard stuff. I think it's really important to acknowledge the hard stuff, but we don't do the hard stuff if we didn't love them. I think when you allow yourself to acknowledge the hard stuff and validate your feelings and normalise that, it creates space for you to really enjoy the good stuff then. And it's not that you're trying to force it down your throat and, you know, oh, I have to be having a good day. It's a genuine feeling of contentment and love and happiness when those days and moments and hours come. My mantra always was, I love them and this is hard. And those two things can like work together in unison. And I think that pressure of being like, I'm supposed to enjoy every single minute was kind of what would tip me into the feeling of like, I'm losing the plot here. Instead of it being like, this is amazing. It's exactly what I wanted for my life. I desperately wanted these humans. I would love more if my if I felt like my life could stretch to it. And I love who I have become as a result. I miss so much about the freedom and the independence of the body and the sleep that I used to get. But I really want to tune in and acknowledge and get to love the new parts of me that I have stretched into because I kind of feel like they have made me a better person. I just have this lens that can't always see that. Well, that's what I hope that, I mean, this podcast we said was to celebrate the stretch. Like it's not just vocalising the stretch, but to celebrate who we've become now and lean into that and find our feet again and, and embrace that. I think there's a big difference between love and joy or love and happiness. So of course, like in the, depths of the beginning for me the love was there I was like this is my job now but the enjoyment of it doesn't have to be there at the same time they don't love and joy don't have to go together um for me a lot of the the good stuff the good stretch came later Mm. when I got more confident and we found our rhythm um I don't think it because you're finding it hard doesn't mean doesn't have to mean you like the love isn't there and I think even somebody hearing that well, you know, if they're in the depths of it at the moment, they can begin to look forward to it. But then also, like, later on could mean a week, three months, six months, nine months. Every single experience with every single child is different. And I think we need to get away from assuming, like, my experience is going to be exactly the same to somebody else's experience, even across different children. And I had that when I was having my second 
there's this feeling and notion that like everything is going to occur at exactly the same time with exactly the same range of emotion. And none of that is how it works. I think it's all unique. And what we need to do is to just chill out, Mm -hmm. go with the flow, figure it out day by day. If you're having a shit day, say it's a shit day. Like, if you're like, I just need, I need five minutes of space to just time out and come back into this, take it. You don't always have to be picture perfect the whole time. And the good stretch is acknowledging how you have evolved not clinging on to the person that you used to be while also trying to do all these new tasks because that can't happen. And that's a process and that doesn't happen the day that they come and the day you go home from hospital. You know, that's something, it's kind of something we have to learn. For years. Yeah. For years. I cannot believe my eldest is turning five. I have been at this gig for five years. (laughs) You need a promotion. And this morning I was losing my absolute shit because it's like, put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. Like it's it's little things that sometimes, but actually it wasn't the shoes. It was because I had to be here for this for a certain time. It was her not understanding what's going on in my life mm-hmm. and therefore me feeling like you're preventing me from doing the thing that I need. Her behaviour was completely, absolutely fine for a four-year-old. That's what four-year-olds do. So it's about figuring out, okay, how do how can I see this for what it is and go with the good stretch of supporting myself through it. So I think the conversations that we've had so far, certainly I think sharing the polls and the results from the feedback we've got have kind of begun to support people in recognising and acknowledging that a lot of us are feeling very similar things. And the good stretch has to be part of it because we love them. I was having a conversation with my friend yesterday um, who is... She's pregnant at the moment and she's had quite a difficult fertility journey. And even though everything is going in the right direction, she's really anxious about, you know, all the things that could go wrong. And like, you know, we all, when you have babies, of course the thought crosses your mind. Like if something ever happened to them, like I wouldn't be able to cope. And I, all I could really say to her was that doesn't go away, but it's also the 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 good stuff in life the best stuff in life always comes with a risk it's always higher stakes you know if you want to live in a wardrobe by yourself and never experience love of a partner or friendships or and never be at risk of any hurt you're never going to experience the good stuff so the the challenging parts are the other side of the coin of the love and of of why how worth it it is and loving a little person that you've made that much can't come without that little bit of fear of mm. oh what if what if it all went away and that's the price we pay that's the price of admission to feel the depths of the love and joy and those moments of pride when they I mean for me at the moment it's like oh my god he just strung a sentence together he's one and a half how is that possible the intense pride for something other than yourself can't not come without that bit of fear or that you know the, the light and dark so what were the good stretches for you? I'm going to be really honest. I I found the first year, like, I was like, why do people do this? <laughs> Honestly, I had many thoughts that time. I was like, this is so hard. What am I not getting here? I loved him. Like I said, that goes without saying. Mm. But the enjoyment of it just wasn't there for me. It felt like one big endurance test. And I just felt like it, I was just getting through the day all the time. He, in fairness to me, 
he was a challenging baby. He was never happy, never really content to just sort of be sit sitting there or sitting in my arms. I just I couldn't make him happy. Now he's seemed to he's pushed through and he's from I think it was like he needed to be able to be on the move. I, I feel like his brain was further along than his body was allowing, so he was cranky all the time. I remember sharing stories being like, is anyone else's baby just in a bad mood all the time? Like he was just cranky all of the time. And it was very hard to enjoy that. It really was. Like I really enjoyed when he was asleep because the feeling of, and I will talk about that as well, the feeling of achievement that, oh my God, he's asleep now and, you know, that kind of calm peacefulness. But it was really hard to enjoy it and I felt so much guilt with that. Did you find his behaviour a reflection on your ability to like, I'm 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 doing motherhood right because my child is happy. So therefore, if he was unhappy, did you start feeling like, I'm not getting this right. I'm not good enough for this. I'm failing at this. I think I might have in the beginning. Um, as time went on, I was like, this is just maybe his nature. And I was very worried that he was going to be just like a cranky child or like just a very discontented person. Um, and yeah, it was really, there was obviously moments of joy and happiness. And, you know, God, when I look back at my photos and videos, I can see so much of that. But as for the pattern, I found it more tough than I found it enjoyable for probably the first year things in the last few months have turned around like I have whiplash from how much things have turned around he is a different child he is so happy and contented and he's I think it's like being able to articulate himself to a certain extent being able to communicate better whether it's pointing at something or using words or being able to be on the move or say handy and bring me to where he wants to go he he's done a 180 and I feel I feel so much relief that maybe he just needed to get to this point to feel like at ease or something. But my enjoyment of it has like burst out like a flower from the ground and grown. And I'm like, oh my God, this is why we all do this. This mm-hmm. is why it's worth it. And it, I really needed to know that it was going to be worth it, like all how hard it was. Um, And a lot of people reassured me at the time saying they found zero to one age Um like really, really hard, one to two. It's different for everyone, but a lot of people said, look, actually one to two was a lovely age. Some people kind of dread the toddler phase. I'm, compared to the baby phase, loving the toddler phase way more, way more. Like I can handle the odd tantrum if in, if in for the for the most part, he's, you know, content and he's happy. And um, I don't relate it, to, like I don't relate a bad day to me now at all. I've learned not to do that. Um, and I also can take the bad days when he's in bad form because of course he's like a human being he's going to be in bad form some days um, and they don't affect me at all as much anymore as they used to because like I say it's it's the pattern it's not just the day it's the pattern over time and it's shifted completely in favour of being more enjoyable than not and in the beginning it was the opposite and I didn't have didn't have the experience that I thought I'd have you know but the love now has so much space to like shine out of me and I'm just it's I'm I'm at a really lovely lovely place. I think both of you had to go through this evolution though. Like both of you like he had to reach this point where he could start kind of communicating and have a bit more autonomy and have a bit more of a relationship with you. But also you needed to get through everything that you got through in order to adjust how you like process yeah. what's being put in front of you. So you know that you can see this is just a moment 
mm-hmm. it would be better in an hour. I can or, laugh it off now. Yeah. I really noticed that in myself that I actually laugh in the moments of, I'm like, you just like throw yourself on the floor there and have your moment because I know you need that. Whereas I would have been flapping all over the place a year ago. Whereas I think that's the good stretch. That's the bit about you that has now completely changed. Yeah. And you will take that with you. I'm not saying to more kids. I'm saying for the rest of your life, you probably won't face challenge and feel the same way as you always have because now you've learned this new skill of being like okay just push it down it'll be fine it'll pass and we'll be all right again yeah and I think we we don't we don't come with that out of the hospital no and we're going to face that into teenage years into letting them go to be adults (laughs) making decisions for themselves emigrating like all of these things that are still to come and that's that to me they are the things that I want us on this podcast, in this little group that we're kind of creating to start acknowledging in ourselves how the things that we have met, the challenges we have met, the unexpected and the expected and the normal and the extreme, they have done something inside our wiring that has completely changed and evolved inside us. And instead of always feeling like we're supposed to be the people that we were and missing the parts of ourselves that are gone, Mm -hmm. actually acknowledging and celebrating, yeah, but look how adaptable I am now look how patient I am now look how resilient I am now look how I can I have the capacity to completely give myself entirely to somebody else and come back to yourself when you need it Mm -hmm. but all these wonderful things that we do in order to keep our family safe and happy and growing so what if we just can't do everything that we used to do before. Look what we can do now. I think the good stretch is being able to get to the point where you're, you can surrender to what is happening, what needs to happen, um, being more flexible in your thinking and your approach. And I don't know about you, I want to ask you this question. For me, as the the moments of pride and joy and love, just they grow exponentially for me. But I don't know, maybe this, maybe this is my personality. I'm reading a book by Susan Cain, who, the author of Quiet, and it's called Bittersweet. And it's about certain kind of people, and I definitely am one, who the, the best moments in life are kind of wrapped in this like bittersweet sadness as well, where I, I'm, I get so overjoyed in a moment and then I, it gets so swiftly replaced or interrupted by this fear that the moment will pass or that he's going to grow up, he won't be like this, or he won't, you know, like the teenage years, or whatever is coming down the line. And it's this anxiety, it's like this happiness anxiety. Cherophobia is a word for it, actually, where you're so happy that you feel like you don't deserve it, or it's going to change, or it's going to be taken away from you. And it kind of can sometimes ruin the feeling when you just, it's, I don't know, like you're so appreciative. And it's good, it's good to sometimes have those fears to make you lean in and appreciate and give them an extra cuddle and make you grateful um, but do you feel that double sided thing with, with the joy and the, the good stretch yeah like I have a deep ache when every day passes because yeah, it's gone that's it yeah like it, that's that's why I spend all day wishing for bedtime to come and then as soon as they're asleep I'm like oh my god they're just the best and this deep ache is probably why people have more yeah it's a, and I, straight into your phone you're like oh my god oh, look and look at this and, and showing your partner like the moments in the day that were just so you beautiful. look like you're going to cry right now because <laughs> they were just the purity of the it the purity yeah. of it in the moment in though the it's like 
Jesus, how are we just going to kill this hour I know, to get to I the know. next It's like step. A, a retrospective joy and appreciation sometimes. I like to think of it as, though, it's a bit of a filtration system. Okay. okay. So no more than if we, you know, whatever we eat or we drink, we have a thought filtration system whereby you process and you get rid of the waste and you, you cling on to the good, you cling on to the nutrients that your body needs to fuel itself and to keep going and to grow. Mm. And that to me is what happens at night. Like the day can feel like this is a shit storm and then something occurs that filters it out. And that's why I think as mothers, we need that space. We need that downtime. And it's when we're not getting it that we feel really frayed. That when we get that space, our body does that thing. of Well, for me, it does of like it filters out and sheds the shit storm. It messes with your mind. (laughs) And it clings on. To all the good stuff. It clings on to the nutrients of the day that I plant in my heart and my soul and my brain and they grow little buds of loveliness. And mm-hmm. I go to bed feeling like I'm the luckiest human alive. And for me, sleep is an issue. Um, but it also feels that feeling like when she wakes, I'm like, it's okay, Baba. You like, get to cuddle her. Yeah. Like whatever has happened in that evening slot has sort of given me that little, you know, resilience piece that is like, it's okay. Like, I've I've got you. I've got you. Yeah, I always said to Barry, like, no matter how tough the day was and how tricky Caelan might have been, like, he had reflux and all, all these different issues that just, like I say, I think made him more difficult uh, for me to, to, to manage. But in, in the evening when we do bath time and he would just, like, up the ante on the cuteness and I'm like you little fecker like he would redeem himself yeah. every evening and I'd be literally looking at the clock being like oh geez, five o'clock when's daddy finishing work and when can I hand him over even just for a moment and then putting him down to bed being like oh, I'm missing him hmm. and it, like you're so right it just you reset every single day and you go again and you go again and like even now dying to get home to him until you're there until I'm there. And then I'm like, I need some me time. I need to come away. But you can't do everything all the time. Like that's, I, I think that's the illusion that we're supposed to be like in the thick of it all the time. We're not. If you do anything over and over and over and over and over and over and over, you need a break. I would also like to say that I think my enjoyment of it and the feeling of the best bits have been afforded by the fact that I'm now in a place where I can step away mm. And I know that he's okay with his mind or once I'm out of his sight, out of his mind. And I know that he's, like, we have his routine sorted. Like, I don't need to micromanage everything. And, like, I went to London for a few days for some work stuff. And all of that stuff, while you do spend the time just talking about them and missing them, it it enables you to go back and be recharged completely. Um, I think it's really a lot to expect of yourself to enjoy every minute or many minutes if you don't get to step away and, and look after yourself. Completely. And I think, look, we, we've both had very different experiences in this and I think it's important to acknowledge that not everybody has had, you know, a difficult baby or not everybody yeah. from day one feels that. I I came into this, I definitely feel like I w- either I was very, very fortunate or I was prepared in a different way in yeah. that I anticipated it to be a lot harder than it was or m- my baby was just calm no she Mm -hmm. wasn't she cried like my anxiety was if you put her into the car seat or the buggy like I had these notions of you know when you put them into the buggy and you go for these long blissful walks no she cried the entire time for about three months I had to carry in the same same, never happy in the buggy never happy so 
I'm not saying it was bliss and I'm not saying it was picture perfect and I'm not saying I knew what I was doing and I didn't have sore nipples and I was getting sleep and I knew like no all of it was really challenging but I I I can say I had a lot of that love feeling and a lot of that this is the best thing that has ever happened to me from the beginning that did exist and the challenge mm-hmm. um that to me weirdly opposite to you got less as life got busier yeah like I loved nothing more than that newborn face when they are just on your shoulder and you're just holding them now of course if I was to be in that position right now I'd be saying to you Caroline I just need my arms back I just need to put them down and have five minutes to just go to the toilet by myself like again the filtration system but I was deeply, deeply, deeply content and deeply happy in this new role that I found myself in. And later on, I found it more challenging when it was like, she doesn't need me as much now. Mm -hmm. Like she is about to completely fly. And that is just, it's so heartbreaking. And I love that she's growing up. And of course, I still have Juju. But like, it's really challenging when you feel like those years are over. Like she's going to school and I know she's only going to school. She still needs me, but not in the way that they do when they're so little. And I just want, like, if I could go back, I would go back tomorrow. (laughs) And like from the moment my first contraction started, I would do it all over again. We both are big fans of the movie About Time. And we watch it every Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, did, we didn't realise we both watch it every Christmas uh, in, independently of each other. Um, for me, such a lovely, lovely story. But that idea of him going back and reliving everything twice mm. and once just to, once you just go through the motions and then another time you're just watching and being mindful and appreciating it. Oh man, if we could go back. And just do it slower. And yeah, and not rush past it. But look, there's no point in shaming ourselves for feeling that way at the time because you do want to just get past it which again is why I think people go again (laughs) I know and that's like you know we have we have like a daily a daily chat at home around and uh, and it is that feeling of like we don't want that chapter of our lives to be finished I feel like I spent so many years wondering what was to come you know, will we have kids and when will we have kids and what people will they be and what will their voices sound like and what will they look like and what will we do and where will we live? And it feels like in a really, like it's so blissfully fortunate that it has all occurred and we now see the picture. We are living in the picture. But then there's this like grief of like, yeah, oh God, that, that, that was really special. That was really special. And I'm not sure I caught every moment of loveliness that I could have because my brain was flooded with stupid stuff like, you know, she has better Tupperware than I do. And and, and should she should she be drinking out of a sippy straw now instead of this? And all this self-comparison shite instead of being like, oh my gosh, you're just gorgeous and you're going to grow up at your own pace and be your own person and we are just going to love this and I am going to take the breaks when I need them so that I don't lose my shit as often. I I do think there's a lot of pressure on mothers. I see a lot of those videos going around being like, you know, you only have them four years or whatever. I think there's a lot of pressure to cherish every moment and it's just, it's such a stretch, you know, to ask of people when they're so at capacity. I think when you get that feeling of like, oh my God, 
was I fully there? You were there for all of it. And you that will never be taken away from you. And it's always easy to look back and feel differently or, you know, to be like, I didn't appreciate it. But you, you do appreciate it because like we have always said this whole way through the series, both feelings are allowed to be there. You can both want to have a little break or get some sleep or want to get past this bout of teething and appreciate and love them and be content where you are at the same time. I think I would just love myself more through it. Oh, yeah. Oh, the self-compassion. I will definitely, if, you know, especially on your first look, as you add, like, there's no point in me saying if we were to have another, I would do it differently. I wouldn't. I would have a third. I would even have less time to look after myself. I'm talking about going back to, like, day one of this. Um, Why why can't, like, Elon Musk stop going to Mars and invent a way for us to go back in time so that we didn't have more babies, but go back to the one baby so that you you had all the time in the hands free. But I have, I have definitely, like they have taught me things that I am deeply grateful that they taught me. Tell so, me. Um, I do not give a shit about stuff anymore that I used to can like fill my brain with. Like nonsense. I don't have a, a bullshit space left. So it's like if there's stuff going on, it's like, okay, well, you deal with that because I'm here keeping <laughs> these people alive. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Come back to me when it's finished. Um, they have taught me that I literally can go to the depths <laughs> without sleep. They have taught me to, like, no matter what I'm faced with so far, I can actually pick up the pieces mm-hmm. and figure it out and stay calm and say, okay, this is hard and we're going to figure this out instead of running away from it. You know, I think before, you know, if you're in a relationship or if you're in a job and it's just like, you know, it's just getting too much or too hard or, you know, there's part of you that's always like, pull the trigger, we can get out of here, yeah. get out of here. With this, it's like, okay, how are we going to dig in deeper? How are we going to find the solution to this? Um, They taught me that my body is amazing you know look I'm I'm still feeding at 18 months it's not what we assumed add that to the almost two years that I fed Penny like that's a lot of years of literally fueling like if you look at Juliet's 18 months plus nine that's over two years of my body doing something towards her which I am you know you should be proud of I that should, I should I, I I, I have to honour the fact that like good work girl yeah well done well done also you're you're absolutely shattered um. cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget friendly coverage for you learn more at UH1.com I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. They have taught me that I am really lovable. Mm. Just as you are. I am their world. Mm -hmm. 
like when you walk into the room and there are little faces look at you. No matter how you feel about yourself, no matter the self-doubt that you might have in career or in the mirror, you walk into the room and they're just like, oh my God, my world is here. I know. I'm I'm getting there now with him being able to, well, I've been there for a while, but not realising I'm there and then realising I'm there and running over and just that feeling of worthiness mm. and I could look like shit right now. You won't notice. You won't care. I could have made a mess of my day. I could have failed at things. Could have been a bitch to someone. <laughs> you know, that the unconditional love coming back at you is priceless. And all they care about is that you're happy. If you're happy, they're happy. You know, if if you're in a happy place, you're going to play and you're going to laugh and you're going to joke and all that kind of stuff. So they don't care about the stuff that's going on in your head. They just, they just want to connect. So I find... One of my biggest challenges, but also one of the things that I need to, that I want to work on more is is really connecting. I I can like putting the phone down when you're with them, or yeah, not just the phone, but even just my mind will race. And I think it's harder with my so with the baby, it's easy because you can you can be physically present. You know, they're looking for a lot of physical presence from you for most of it. So your brain can still be in like I need to get back to that email. I need to this, yeah 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 that, yeah. La, 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 la. You can't do that with an older child. <laughs> well, we tried yesterday. You, you tried to have a meeting with them running around. Uh, this is not possible. It's, it's just not possible. But it's even, I'm talking like much, like so with my eldest, you know, you have to be in, like you're not playing. Oh yeah, you're not playing with me. You're not playing right. You Why, why aren't you talking? Why aren't you yeah, picking you are phoning this in, mother. <laughs> <laughs> so she calls you on it and it is really frustrating because sometimes you're like, like, mommy's brain is busy. Yeah, it's a whole other level of energy you need to bring. Yeah, and she doesn't get that, and nor should she. Like, she doesn't get... So, you know, when she's kind of like, will you play with me? And I'm like, just say yes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Whatever this is that you're trying to figure out, doesn't matter. And I'm really bad at it, and I need to get better. And she's teaching me of, like, close out the world. This is actually what matters in this moment right now. And she's right, because at the end of the day, when the filtration system is going on, I am flooded with guilt around, oh God, she asked me to do that thing and I never did because I had to wash the floor or cook the dinner or do something that could have waited. It could have waited. What's the recipe for a joyful day with your kids? Uh, Outdoors, the outside. So I think the recipe is firstly enough sleep the night before. Mm -hmm. Rare. Um, the recipe for us is not to hang around too long in the morning in the house trying to get out the door because then everyone is really ready to kill each other. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just get up and get out. Try and keep pace before frustrations because then their patience goes and then it's just like cascades into chaos. Um, Outdoors and preferably company. Like, other kids, you know, if your partner's not around to meet somebody else, I kind of feel like parenting shared yeah. is so much more fun and it's not all on you. And then the kids entertain each other so that they, you know, you can and just... And then you get the feeling of seeing them interact with each other, which is yeah. like a whole extra boost to serotonin, I imagine. So they're my kind of... I then come back and then everyone is feeling like, you know, the energy has been expended so they can come back in and they can have some chill time, you know, put on the dreaded cocoa melon or whatever it is. <laughs> 
and you can kind of come back down and then I feel like in the evening things are getting a bit ratty again so what we do often is like we'll put on you know YouTube Disney music and have a dance party. have a dance off while I'm cooking so that it's like it's not like mommy's cooking yeah, yeah, yeah. leave me alone it's they're dancing I'm dancing chopping an onion like it's <laughs> it's one big kind of you know it's messy but it's there's involvement on involvement all parts. Yeah. and it's fun um, and then they do they are so sleep is a different episode but they do go to bed very happily we don't have battles which is very very good we do have some night waking situations but they do go to bed um, and then unfortunately that is when I kind of pick up the laptop and I don't always have that respite and I'm learning that that is essential in order for you to have the energy to go again the next day. Mm-hmm. So I'm really recognising. And I think the, like it's springtime, these later evenings for us, what actually helps is to reconnect. We had the relationship episode. Um, I think that resonated with a lot of people. We got a lot of messages around it. And for us, that magic piece is when they are gone, even just sitting in the garden with like a cup of tea and a blanket wrapped around, sometimes in silence, just listening to the birds. Oh, like yeah. the moment right now, just it's magic outside in the evening time. And just kind of like it might even be just turning to each other being like, they're fucking bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and letting it out in a, you know, a counselling kind of way. Yeah. But then you're like, yeah, but look at the little face. And then you're good to go again. So one of the last episodes we recorded, you were you were saying that you were going on your date and mm. we never really followed up to see it. But did you spend the entire day talking about the kids and looking at pictures and videos? Because that's what I did on my last date. No, we tried. I think, no, we didn't. Well done. No, we didn't. We we deeply enjoyed the, like, it was more about the food and kind of the wine and we were like people watching and they on a first date or look at oh, this. Yes. Mm. Mm. Ooh, look like they're breaking up right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't. Um, it had been so long that I think. But also I was really shattered. Mm-hmm. So I think I would have preferred if our date had occurred a bit more spontaneously than that feeling of like, well, the babysitter's booked and the restaurant is booked. So you know, it's like, I'm too tired There's now. not a lot of spontaneity happening tired. now, really, once there's kids on the scene. No, exactly. And it was deeply expensive. And we oh, yeah. will probably, like between the taxis, the drinks, the restaurant, the babysitter, it's like, that used to be a weekend away. Worth it though. So we asked some questions on Stretch Marks podcast Instagram. Um, we did. Um, about about the, the good stretch. It's not just the love for them. No, no. The love for yourself, the, the good stretch for you. Yeah, the, the good stretch for you. So, is the love more than imagined? 85% said it is a higher love and 15% as they imagined. Um, I think that depends as well, like what number of child you're on. And where you're at as well, because I probably yeah. would have said, like I'm saying higher more recently than I would have said in the first while. How have you changed for the better? So this is the good stretch within yourself. Discovering the magic of the everyday little things with them. I have more courage, zero drama tolerance. I would do anything for them. It's not about me anymore. I find that very grounding. I fit more into my day, but I don't put my life before kids. I'm more caring, more open and real with others. I have a seven week old baby girl. I feel like I've changed for the better, literally grown up overnight. I'm less judgmental. Yeah less judgmental like I think I have a new empathy situation going on appreciate the small moments more empathy for others I'm more resilient resilient to a tiredness letting go of opinions 
Um, a lot of resilience coming in, a lot of I'm more compassionate, I'm incredibly grateful, understanding to tune in to a whole new level of love. Um, I'm not as materialistic as before. I'm more organised and empathetic towards other parents. I'm more confident in myself and my inner strength and resilience. More organised? Give me some of that. Who is this person? Um, Far less selfish, actually put myself last, which isn't a good thing either. No, and I think we need to, it's all about finding that balance. Patience, I never knew I had. Um, So... We have learned things about ourselves that I really deeply believe have made us better people if we could just look past the things we miss and see it. So what do you not miss about the old you? So the parts of ourselves that we have left behind. Being so materialistic, not constantly worrying. I'm not overthinking about trivial things now. I just don't have the time. I cared way too much about what others thought. Nothing. It was a great time. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of was. <laughs> I love that Ryan uh, Reynolds thing. And he's like, oh, um, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And he's like a picture with his kids or whatever. And he's like, and then in like a little asterisk, not including all those glorious child free <laughs> years, of course. <laughs> she was way too hung up about work. I have more balance now. I had such unimportant priorities before now. I've grown up a lot. Um, saying yes to everything and working too much and trying to leave all that behind me forever. I was way more judgmental. I was pure selfish, stressing out about the small stuff, being part of the rat race. I'm slowing down. I had a lack of purpose. The priority I placed on things that just did not deserve it. So I think it has reframed what's important for us in our life, which has been, I think, essential. Oh, yeah. Um, I think for me, I, I had definitely gotten there with my mental health struggles before where I had reprioritized things with unapologetically you know I will look after myself and that I think has really lended itself to becoming a mother um, and being content with going at a slower pace and just ticking the boxes that you need to you know pay the bills and everything and then making sure that you're looking after yourself I'd like some of that yeah (laughs) have a little mental breakdown Turn it into a career. <laughs> hey, presto, you found the balance. I like to call it a little menti bee. <laughs> what is the greatest lesson you've learned since becoming a mother? Some amazing things in here. OK, I can love harder than I ever thought possible. Endless patience and the ability to ask for help. Well done, because I haven't done that. It's hard work, but the most rewarding thing you'll ever do to ask for help where needed. It literally does take a village. I can't control everything. That actually is something that I have learned. I would have been much more of a control freak before. Patience and how lucky we are to have what we have. We are capable of extraordinary things. Important to make time for me. Pick your battles with your husband. Not all fights are worth having. No. Solid advice. And also not, not all battles are worth having with your toddler. Uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to scroll down a bit further, so I'm not just taking all the top ones. To be present, you must be present and enjoy the right now because time passes too quickly. I didn't write that. Yeah, we should have brought a box of tissues in there. Oh, my God. Patience. Always have wine, chocolate for mama and cowpaw for baba in the house. Classic. (laughs) That children enjoy simple things. Rice crispy buns, day at the beach and just you. Yeah, like there's too much pressure to be like, you're supposed to 
you know, even like you look at all these birthday party situations. Like there's just so oh, much pressure the insulations and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like give them a sticky bun. Do you remember? Do you remember growing up? You used to get a, a block of HB and a pack of fingers, and you wrap <laughs> the fingers around the HB with some sprinkles on top, and you're done. Yeah. And the mans were all in the corner having a great old time. Yeah. Parties of the eighties and nineties. I think I'm going to try. I think I'm going to do an old school like nineties party for Kaylin's second birthday. Yeah. So what? Like no. Like what does that look like? Wafers and blocks of ice cream. Yeah. Um. My, my chicken nuggets, saucies in the oven. Mm. Basic. Basic. Yeah. He's two. I know. I think this one is really important. No matter how hard a day or night is, you will come out the other side. That to me is one of the greatest life lessons forever. No matter what we meet in the future, we will know we will come out the other side. If you can give birth and then endless sleepless nights for decades, we can do anything. We <laughs> you, can do hard things. Yeah, and you've survived You've survived 100% of your, your hard days. And no matter what we say, do you want more? 72% want more kids. So I clicked yes. I was obviously in a good mood yesterday. Going home now to consummate. Too much. <laughs> so I think what we need to recognise that it is hard. We're not supposed to be doing it alone. We're not supposed to be telling ourselves we're shit because we feel it hard. It absolutely means that we need to connect and we need to be like, are you finding it hard? Yeah, me too. And just let it out. Let the steam out. Sometimes it's a knowing nod from another mother walking, pushing a buggy walking by and you're just like, just that feeling of like, I see you girl. I appreciate it. You pre- you know, just that's that's all it has to be. And you can't go higher. You can't scale that mountain if you're clinging on to what you used to be or who you used to be or what you used to do or how you used to spend your time. It has changed us completely. And I think we need a whole, like, if, if there's postpartum classes coming, we need to sign up because there should not just be the antenatal. There needs to be the postpartum to figure out how to do this afterwards. Mm, we should set that up. There you go. Non-experts that we are. <laughs> Non-experts that we are. We need to see like how to go with the stretch and how to love the new parts of ourselves. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Stretch Marks Podcast on Instagram so you can see what we'll be discussing next and get involved with the questions in the polls or share what you'd like us to talk about next. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and do share the love for Stretch Marks. It really helps us grow this community and it means the world to us as well. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.